You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. Happy Monday, July 1st. That's right, we are in July. That means next month is college football season. I could not be more excited. This is Winning Cures Everything. We do this 10 to 15 minutes live every day, Monday through Friday, uh, talking about the biggest sports stories, etc. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. You can follow the show, at Winning Cures. Or you can go over to WinningCuresEverything.com. It's got everything you need over there. Our YouTube link, uh, our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, review, leave some nice reviews for us. Share the show out with your buddies. Leave some comments for us. We appreciate you guys supporting the show. Here's the rundown for today's show. We're going to talk about Bobby Bonilla. It is officially Bobby Bonilla Day, and we'll explain what happened, etc., the story behind that, uh, and explain to you why July 1st every year is Bobby Bonilla Day. We're going to talk about NBA free agency. We're not going to run through everything, but I will discuss some of the bigger topics. And there's a big Twitter trending thing about my favorite five uh, movies. So I'm going to give you mine. So, Because other than NBA free agency, there's not a whole lot to discuss today. Uh, the show, as always, brought to you by BetNow.eu. Use promo code WINNING50, that's W-I-N-N-I-N-G-5-0, or... Look right down there at the bottom on your video screen. You will see it up there. I don't have the chat open today because I am in a hurry, so I'm rushing through these. Here is, uh, let, oh yeah, betnow.eu. Check them out. Fantastic sports book. Great online layout. Uh, it's easy to find stuff. Easy to make bets. Perfect for recreational gamblers. Go check it out. You put in 500 bucks, they're going to give you 250. You put in 50 bucks, they're going to give you 25. It's a 50% deposit bonus if you use promo code winning50. So, go to betnow.eu, check it out for yourself. They treat us well, they'll treat you well. They make it simple. So, Bobby Bonilla Day. July 1st of every season. Back in 1999. That's the last year that Bonilla played for the Mets, right? The Mets owed him $5.9 million. Uh, He was traded to them from the Dodgers. He was still owed that much money. 
he they did not want to pay him that money. They wanted to go out and get a free agent. They didn't have the money available, uh, which I'll have to do some more digging into that because that's just bonkers to think that with no salary cap or anything like that, that you didn't have $5.9 million. They wanted to sign Mike Hampton, which was a good signing in retrospect. Uh, he won a Cy Young, all that kind of mess. But what they were adjusting the roster. They needed the money right away. Rather than pay that $5.9 million that season, they agreed to pay $29.8 million in deferred payments. Now, that is bananas. From 2011 to 2035, with an 8% interest rate fixed on it. That leads to $1.19 million every year from 2011 to 2035. When all of this is said and done, Bonilla will make over $50 million from this contract. When they could have paid him $5.9 million that one season. It's a little bit ridiculous in the grand scheme of things when you look at you know, what is going on. The owner of the Mets at the time was involved in the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme. He thought things were going to keep rolling. He was going to keep making money hand over fist. Obviously, he did not. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, he could have – Bobby Bonilla could have taken $5.9 million and made them pay it right there. Instead, he took deferred payments. Like, he did not play in the league after 2001. Hadn't played for the Mets since '99. And yet the Mets are paying him every year until 2035. That is a contract, my friends. That's how you do that. Excuse me. Um, Let's move on to NBA free agency. So the hometown team gets Jonas Valanciunas, three years, $45 million. He opted out of his player option. And when he did that, uh, he was owed $17.6 million. Now, with this new contract, he will be paid $16.1 million this season, but he gets a total of $45 million over three years. He's basically gambling on himself. That works out well for the Grizzlies because uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., his contract, his rookie deal, ends in three years. So, uh, those two contracts come up at the same time. At that point, they'll probably release Jonas and keep Jaron Jackson, Right. And you'll probably have to pay him more, they would imagine, if he develops into the superstar that you hope he is. And, yeah, you'll end up having to pay more, so that money that was allotted to Jonas will then go to Jaron Jackson. Uh, Also, on top of that, because of the Mike Conley trade, the Grizzlies were able to take Andre Iguodala with their trade exception, which was over $25 million. Iguodala's owed $17.2 million this year. Along with that, the Warriors traded a protected first-round pick. So the Grizzlies-Mike Conley trade has netted all the stuff from the Jazz, and they got Andre Iguodala back. Now, more than likely, Iguodala will be bought out at some point, or he may be traded or something along those lines, but he is a very valuable asset. And more important than that, he can help teach these young guys, at least for the first part of the season. You know, the the trade deadline comes up in, what, February, I believe? Uh he can help teach these young guys for the next few months, so long as they don't buy him out early or trade him early. Uh, he's good to have on your roster. He and Jay Crowder are both veterans, that and Kyle Korver as well, veterans that can help teach this young group how to be winners. And that is infinitely more important 
than just the trade value, right? Uh, teaching these guys how to be NBA players, how to be professionals, et cetera, getting good guys around them, that's what made Mike Conley so important to the team. It's not that you expect this team to win. You expect, uh, you expect these guys to grow up and learn how to be professionals, et cetera. So Brandon Clark, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., they're going to uh, they're going to grow underneath these guys, and that's a good thing, I think. That's I'm needing to drink a whole lot today. Good gracious, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre uh, Jordan, um, they are all going to the Nets, and it's crazy uh, because I think this was probably the worst option as far as trying to build a super team, right? The Nets are a good organization. They've been run really well. Uh, former Bucks assistant coaches is the head coach there. So, obviously, the scheme that they've got is working well. Everything's going right with them so far. I mean, they, they made the playoffs last year. Good team. Really good team. But uh, it looks like this was more friendships, right? Like, it, obviously, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are two examples of guys that weren't happy enough with just winning. They didn't want to just win. They are looking for happiness, right? They're both buddies with DeAndre uh, Jordan. They are friends, but uh, Kyrie won a championship with Cleveland, decided he didn't want to be in LeBron's shadow anymore. He wanted something else. He goes to Boston. He's still not happy. He Kevin Durant, not happy in OKC, thinks that he has to win championships. He goes to the Warriors, wins championships. He's still not happy. So he and Kyrie and DeAndre are uh, teaming up. You know, it, those two main guys, KD and Kyrie, both took less money in order to allow them the space necessary to sign Jordan. That's kind of nuts to me. Now, of course, they'll both make it back in endorsements and everything else, but uh, I don't know how this chemistry is going to work here. I, I just, I don't see it, and maybe I'm blind to it, but I just, I don't think that this is the makeup of a championship team. Uh, they could end up being really, really good. Obviously, they they won't be as good this year as they will be in two years when KD comes back. But, uh, yeah, so along with that, Golden State picks up D'Angelo Russell in a sign-and-trade with the Nets. All the reports are that they're probably going to end up trading him eventually, which is kind of nuts. But, again, as far as fit goes, I don't see where D'Angelo Russell fits into the Warriors scheme, especially when Klay Thompson comes back. Yes, you can play three guards. You can put Klay uh, Thompson at the three. You can put, I mean, you could even put Russell at the one and put Steph Curry at the two, etc. There's a lot of things that you can do here to make it work, especially with a small lineup. But to get Russell, they had to get rid of Iguodala. And without Klay and without Kevin Durant, I don't know where the defense comes from. I don't think they've got enough money left to sign Kevon Looney. So they're going to have to go and find some defenders. Otherwise, they're going to be playing, you know, 150 to 145 ball games every night, and I don't. With that scoring, like, there's not enough of a bench left to be able to do anything. And so you got to sign a lot of vets on uh, on minimums and everything. But you know, it is the Warriors. We'll see what happens. More than likely, they'll end up being a playoff team, uh, but I doubt it is a top seed this year. So uh, the Knicks did absolutely nothing. Just ridiculous. Here is the embarrassing slate that they pulled in. Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Reggie Bullock, Taj Gibson, Alfred Payton, and Wayne Ellington. That is not what they signed up for when they traded away Kristaps Porzingis. James Dolan, 
has got to find a new face of this franchise, uh, or he just needs to sell the team. And he doesn't want to sell the team. I get it. Like this is what he's he's done for years. But this guy is an awful owner, and that culture there is absolutely toxic. Nobody wants to go play there. Even with David Fisdale, who is a player's coach that that supposedly, obviously it didn't work with Marcus Gasol in Memphis, but everybody seems to love this guy. Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, those guys. But those old voices are not as uh, prevalent now as they were once upon a time when David Fisdale got his first job with the Grizzlies a few years ago. I'm, I'm a little surprised. Obviously, Dolan has tried this before when he brought in Phil Jackson, and Phil Jackson was going to be the man, and he's going to run everything, and James Dolan is just going to be in the background. Obviously, that did not work. This Knicks, As long as James Dolan is alive and running this team, I, the Knicks have nothing to look forward to whatsoever. Uh, R.J. Barrett going there is great. That's going to be good for his career because he'll be in front of people, and I'm sure he'll put up a lot of points with this uh, supporting cast. But, good gracious, that's uh, that's bad. So I just brought up that the uh, the voices of the old guard, which is kind of crazy to think of Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and that bunch as the old guard. But uh, Jimmy Butler, it looks like, is going to the heat. Obviously, the deal is not done yet. We thought it was done, but there was a mistake uh, in the communication between the Mavericks, who were the third team involved, in the Heat and the 76ers. But Jimmy Butler said that he wanted to go to the Heat because of the way that they treated Dwayne Wade on his way out. Now, Jimmy Butler has got years left, right? It, he's he's going to be around for a little while. So I don't know why he would be thinking about retirement right now. But uh, I don't he I don't know where you where you pull up the guys to win here. You might could make you know an eight seed playoff run. But the East is getting a lot better, and I don't know that I see Jimmy Butler taking this team to like a top four seed. I just they they need to make more moves, and to this point, I haven't seen it. Now, obviously, uh, the Heat traded uh, Hassan Whiteside to the Blazers for uh, uh, Leonard and somebody else. Um, but yeah, so it, either way, it's. It's a little ridiculous. A little ridiculous. Uh, if the if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, I think the Utah Jazz come out on top here. Uh, they maybe should be the favorites over the Lakers in the West if Kawhi goes to the Clippers or Toronto. Uh, Utah, look, they got Ed Davis. Obviously, they traded for Mike Conley. They got Bogdanovich. Uh, this is a fantastic team. It is really well put together. They've got a good bench. Donovan Mitchell, all that kind of Rudy Gobert. Like, this is a really, really, really good, fundamentally sound basketball team. Uh, now, obviously, we'll see how the chemistry works, but on paper and just looking at guys that are really, really good at what they do, this is an awesome team. Absolutely awesome. The Jazz look great. Now, if Kawhi leaves Toronto, the 76ers may have to be the favorites in the East. They kept Tobias Harris, although it was maybe on a bigger contract than I would have given him. I mean, $180 million over five years, that's $36 million a year. That is bananas for that guy, to me. But they did sign Al Horford. They gave him four years and like a hundred and whatever million dollars. Uh, they gave him more years than anybody was willing to give him. And everybody loves playing with Horford. And he does things better on the interior and shooting the ball from outside than Joel Embiid does. And what this does is it frees up Embiid to take you know, say he only wants to play 65 games a year, well, then you got Horford, but then you can also give Horford time off 
And that's that's the biggest thing going on now, right, is load management. Guys don't want to play that much, especially after seeing what Kawhi did this year. Uh, it's what the Lakers are going to offer Kawhi. You know, look, there's going to be 17 games this year. We can go on a map them out that you don't have to play, okay? Like, we'll just we'll leave you out. All we got to do is make the playoffs, and then we're going to make a run. And we don't have to worry about seeding or anything like that. I think the same thing with the 76ers here, with Joel Embiid, with load management is a real thing in the NBA. The NBA and Adam Silver are going to have to look at this eventually. And when they do, they're going to have to determine, like, okay, is it worth it to get a better product on the floor if we scale back to 65 games a year? If maybe we start later than October. You know, say, say you start in December instead. Say you start in the middle of December, Christmas. You know, at that point, you can set up a schedule, make it a little bit easier, make it where nobody has back-to-backs, make it where, uh, you know, you get more stars in big primetime spots that are willing to play in those spots. You know, there's a lot to this, but the NBA definitely needs to take a look at it because teams are signing deals and setting things up so that guys don't have to play the full season. I think that's a really big deal. So off of that, uh, let's talk about my top five movies to close out today. And again, we appreciate you coming in. If you enjoy the show, share it out. Tell everybody about it. Leave some comments for us. We do appreciate you. My top five movies. Like if, if these were the only five movies I got to watch for the rest of my life, I would be totally fine with this. I'm going to go with first Jurassic Park, the original one. So Jurassic World, all that, like all the spinoffs, everything else it has been fantastic, right? Like I'm I'm a fan of all of this. But the original Jurassic Park was insanely well done. It was really well written. Uh, I love what Steven Spielberg did with it. Like it, all the, the characters, everything about it was, was great. It was the perfect combination of like uh, weird science humor and dinosaurs, monsters, whatever. It's, it's the horror comic kind of thing, right? And I'm I'm a big fan of that. Second on my list, Beverly Hills Cop. Now, everybody thinks I'm crazy when I bring this up. And, and other than Jurassic Park, it is maybe my favorite movie of all time. I could watch the first Beverly Hills Cop over and over and over. Judge Reinhold, Eddie Murphy, that bunch. It, the storyline was hilariously awesome. Uh, Axel Foley, his laugh... Everything about this movie I love. I could watch this over and over again. So Beverly Hills Cop is number two. Number three, Goodfellas. Look, Ray Liotta in this movie, Joe Pesci, that whole bunch. Uh, all my life I've wanted to be a gangster. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, obviously you need to go watch it. But this is, uh, there's so many good one-liners from this. Uh, I could watch it over and over again. Number four, Tommy Boy. Love Chris Farley. I was thinking about maybe an Adam Sandler movie here, maybe Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, something along those lines. Those are a little too goofy for my taste. But Tommy Boy with David Spade and Chris Farley is an absolute classic. I let my daughter watch it for the first time a couple months ago, and she had never even heard of it. She's 14 years old now, or will be in August, and had never heard of it, never thought about watching it, and she was absolutely cracking up. So... Tommy Boy stands the test of time. I would have that as number four on my list. Number five, The Dark Knight. Now, there's so many Batman movies, and I'm a huge Batman fan. I'm a comic book nerd from way back when. Always been a big Batman fan. 
I think The Dark Knight, of all the different movies that have come out, I think The Dark Knight was by far the best. Uh, the writing in it was superb. The acting was even better. Heath Ledger was the perfect Joker. Uh, yeah, Christian Bale might have had some faults, but I thought he did a really good job as Bruce Wayne. Uh, this was this was the ultimate Batman movie, The Dark Knight. So that's my five. Jurassic Park, Beverly Hills Cop, Goodfellas, Tommy Boy, and The Dark Knight. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, subscribe on the podcasts. Uh, leave a review over at Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a ton. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate the support. Uh, leave some comments on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Tell everybody you know about it. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.